Welcome to Fist of the South Side. My name is Chris, and this is my podcast on martial arts and self-defense. Today, I want to talk about ways to, uh, I call it, situ- you know, folks call it situational awareness. It's basically pay attention and ways to take defensive positions uh, without necessarily showing that you're taking a defensive position. And uh, just to give a little context, I do not have a car. I have to, like, you know, take public transit and walk around, so I'm out in the street a lot which means sometimes you see some drama, and you see a lot of situations where you're like, I'm not sure if this is going to be drama or not, what do I do? So, you want to be able to pay attention to potential danger, you want to be able to take positions that make you safer, or better assess if this is danger, but you don't want to escalate it, because sometimes there are people out there who are looking for a fight, and if you pay too much attention to them, you know, if you stare at them, if you are, um, you know, if you cross the street scared, that kind of sometimes is the reason people need it. They're like, well, fuck it, fine then, I'll, I'll fuck with you, because you're paying attention to me. So, you know, or there may be people who are chemically imbalanced, or they have, like, you know, they're not medicated the way they need to be. Whatever's going on, you know, showing too much reaction may agitate them more than calm them down. So you want to keep an eye on a situation, but you're not trying to fuck with people or start, you know, get anything started. So, the first one I'm going to talk about is paying attention to, to what's going around with you without showing that you're paying attention. Like, not showing that you're paying extra attention. So, the first one is, if you're around somewhere where you have to wait, like a laundromat, or you're at the bus stop, and you pretty much have to wait, and you know, someone's acting a little funky, you're not sure if this is going to be a problem or not, one of the best things to do is get your cell phone, you know, and... You can be on the cell phone with a friend or whoever, you know, which is always a good thing to let people know where you are and what's going on. But if you ain't got no one online, that's fine. Just hold the cell phone up to your to your ear and pretend you're on the phone. And all you got to do is, let's say I have my phone, you know, my phone's in my right hand. I hold it to my right ear. People will naturally sort of scan to the left when they hold the phone to the right ear. When you hold the phone to your left ear, they'll naturally scan to the right. It's just what people naturally do. So if you're on your phone, it gives you a good reason to just kind of look around towards your left. You're on the phone on the other side, it makes a good excuse to look over to your right. You're not staring at the person, you just kind of scanning over. It's even better if, you know, whichever way you're looking is where the bus is coming from. You know, or you have a reason to look down that way, maybe there's some construction, whatever. You have a reason to look down that way, and that person or persons that you're kind of worried about just happen to be along that way. And so you get a read on what they're doing without staring at them or looking like you're trying to look at them. And this gives you a good excuse to kind of keep up. You know, you look every few seconds, you know, just every so often. You look over and just keep a, keep a track of them. The other thing to do is if you're in a space that's okay to do it, you know, if you can pace back and forth a little bit while you do it, this gives you a reason to have movement, which means if someone starts coming after you, you can run away very easily. And let's say you're, you're trying to figure out if there's intentions going on here or what's going on. You can, you know, like, since you're on the phone or pretending to be on the phone, you could be like, oh, I can't hear you. Let me move over here. Or, oh, you know, I need to talk about this in private and move about 10 or 15 feet away. Moving about 10 or 15 feet away puts you in a different position. And then you can see if the people who are acting funky, um, if they're changing their position because they see you've changed position, you know, like they may decide to come closer, they may decide to come at a different angle, 
And this gives you kind of a read on whether they're worried about you or not. Because if they are, you know, if they're thinking about doing something towards you, that change in position will help you see if that's what's going on with them. So this is very low-key ways to kind of see what's going on so that you can prep yourself in case there's drama. Now, the second thing that's really nice about that cell phone thing um, is that it has you with one hand up towards your head, which is a pretty good defensive position um, to, to start from for defense or offense or whatever you need to do. So it's a good place to be in that. Obviously, you don't want to lose your cell phone. You don't want to break it, but you want to deal with whatever's coming at you, and that's the primary thing. Let's say you're in a neighborhood that's unfamiliar to you, and you're worried that maybe someone's following you or something funky is happening. Um, like someone's, you know, people are following you or it's something weird. And you just want to be able to look back, but not necessarily like, hey, I'm looking back, you know. So the thing that I would do is, you know, again, if you've got the cell phone, you're walking down the street, you're, pretend, you're either in a conversation or pretending to be a conversation. Oh, yeah, I'm at 19th. Don't worry, I'll be in there 10 minutes before I get there. You know, you, you're like, like the person you're talking to, pretend they're close to you, or if they are, you know, just u- utilize that. But also add in stuff like, like, oh, why don't you come meet me halfway? Yeah, bring your brother. He's a cop, right? You know, whatever kind of thing that may help dissuade people. They might go, oh, huh, you know people in the neighborhood. You're not, you know, help is close by. Oh, shit, he said something about cop. Maybe not. Um, That is some things you can do. And to scan behind yourself, you know, if you cross, like, you know, you go past a corner store or grocery store or some kind of business that is open, you know, you could go, you know, you've walked past it maybe by a block or half block or maybe even two blocks. You go, oh, shit, I forgot to get the eggs. And then you turn around. You know, like like you're like gonna head back, like you need to do a step or two, and you go, you know what? Never mind. I'll get that tomorrow, or uh, you know, or it could be something like, you know what? I forgot to go get some money from the bank. You know, things that you might say to yourself or say to your friend, and you know, you turn around like you're gonna go get, and you're like, ah, oh, yeah, never mind. That's some people do, and in doing so, it lets you turn around and see what's behind you without it seeming like you are afraid and trying to see what's behind you. And, uh, you know, it's a small little thing, but it means, you know, if someone is, you know, trying to come after you or is tripping, you know, you can see what's going on and they don't necessarily know that you know yet. Right. And so that's an important part of this because, uh, you know, as I'll state, you know, later on and and over and over is that one of the major factors is surprise. They're relying on surprise to fuck with you. You're trying to throw off their pacing, and you may take the surprise from them because you'll understand what's going on. Maybe better be able to pick your situation. You know, it does look like some people are following you. Maybe you have to go into a store or a public place if there's one available to go. You know, hang out for a little bit, or you might have to call for a ride, or you might have to do all kinds of things. And it really depends on the situation. I mean, I've had a lot of friends talk about being stalked, having creepy cars follow them, all kinds of shit. And I got no simple solutions, but awareness definitely puts you a step up um, that can be helpful. Pretending to be on the phone is also helpful, um, or being on the phone is helpful, because basically if someone's looking to do some shit, they want less evidence. Um, And they definitely don't want no one showing up to help you. And if you make it seem like uh, someone knows where you are and someone is not very far from you, you know, like, like help is really five minutes away, 
they may change their mind. I'm not saying always. I'm not saying, you know, uh, this, this kind of bluff will always work. Uh, but you're just trying to dissuade and make yourself a little bit safer and give yourself a little more options. So that's all with that. The one other thing um, I want to point out is if you're waiting, you know, and you're, you think something might be a threat and you want to be in defensive position, you don't want to be obvious you're in a defensive position. Uh, what you do is don't face the tar you know, don't face the threat straight on. Aim 45 degrees off. 45 degrees off means they're enough in your field of vision that you have, you know, you can see them, but you're not directly facing them. And if they do decide to approach or do some shit, you can run, you know, you can run relatively easily. And it's not like, uh, you're going to have to go, you know, you're not going straight towards them. You're going to the side. Um, the other thing is that 45 degrees off gives you some good defensive positions in terms of different martial arts and, and stuff. And, you know, again, if you have your phone up, look, your hand's up by your head. So you have two things working for you right there. Um, you'll see uh, security guys uh, will do this um, where they do the 45 degrees off. Their thing is if you're not having your phone or you don't want it out or whatever, I like to pretend that, you know, I'm pulling out my earlobe or that, you know, my ear is itchy or I'm scratching my hair. You know, if I had long hair, maybe I'm playing with like, you know, playing with it, whatever. You, you basically have your hand up near your head. And so your hand is in a good defensive position, but it looks casual. And so that's a, that's a nice thing to do. Um, definitely if someone approaches you because, you know, half the drama starts with someone approaching you and, you know, then they like, Hey, you know, can you spare some change? Can you, you know, buy my mixtape? Hey, can I get your number? Whatever the bullshit is. The thing is, it's not just their approach, but it's also about distance. Like they might, you know, a lot of times when people are looking to do some bullshit, they get closer than is comfortable. So one of the easy ways to kind of stop people from getting too close is pretend to cough. You know, pretend like you've got like, you know, start going to cough and be like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, like I've got this nasty ass flu. I really don't want to fuck you up. Right. Reasonable people will go, oh, shit. Hey, you got the flu. Let me back myself two steps up for their own sake unreasonable people won't. And that's the sign right there. So you're doing sort of a series of tests to see what the fuck is going on and to realize if this person's on some bullshit. And because you're coughing and saying this, you have a good reason to step yourself back a couple steps. And it's not an insult or you know, it doesn't show them that you are aware there's some bullshit that could be happening here, right? So it, even if it turns out it's a completely legit thing, like the person just came up and asked for change and weren't going to fuck with you anymore and you coughed and stepped back a couple steps, it's not insult to them, right? Like, you're just trying to make sure someone else don't get sick. So, you can do all these little sort of things to kind of assess and test without necessarily triggering some more drama. Again, this is all small stuff that is small things to help your odds. Drama can always happen. People don't need a reason. Uh, people, you know... Someone might decide today is the day they're going to be a mass shooter. Today might be the day that this guy decided he was going to go find someone of a particular ethnicity or religion to go fuck up. Um, you know, someone might just be misogynistic and violent. Whatever, whatever the situation is, there's always someone looking to start something and there may be no way of um, dissuading them or whatever. But these small things at least might get you, you know, one, you're aware that there might be something and you have a, you don't have to 
um, single yourself out as like, you know, they're already pissed at this group, but now you're giving them quote unquote, the aggression they need to, to flip off. But also you are putting yourself in defensive positions. So you have options. And if it turns out it's all safe and there's no drama, people aren't any the wiser. It's not the bullshit like when white people cross the street or clutch their purses and shit like that. This is just very small things you can do that make you safer and don't necessarily, you know, that also, if there is going to be drama, because you don't look like you're ready for it, it gives you the chance to take surprise back if you need to. So uh, these are just a bunch of small things. And of course, they are also context uh, specific. Like, you know, I grew up in Southside Seattle. I live in Oakland. And so these things work just fine. If I was in a neighborhood where I'm the only person of color and the people who are going to act funky on me clearly are like white supremacists, you know, it, it doesn't matter how much I act like I belong in the neighborhood. They've already decided I don't belong in the neighborhood. So nothing's going to work there. Right. So you obviously have to think about what would fit within your, within your context and what's going to, what's going to fly. But if it looks like it's socially normal to do and you can give yourself a reason to look around socially normal to do and give yourself a reason to have people think you have friends or family, people who help nearby. These are all things you can do to make yourself a little safer, dissuade people and keep your awareness up. And, uh, they're all just very little tricks. They play on other people's assumptions and, uh, you know, just kind of the stuff you have to do. And, they make sense for civilians. Obviously other people have reasons to do, um, you know, like police don't need an excuse for whatever they're doing. Apparently they just go do it. Security guards, same kind of thing. But you know, if you're the kind of person who people aren't likely to go fucking with, you know, you're the kind of person who people are likely to go fucking with, you know, like you're smaller, you know, you're, you're visibly disabled. You are a woman, you know, you're, you're visibly queer, whatever these kind of things are. Uh, you may want to have these options, you know, just so that you can have a uh, good reason to stay aware and good reason to be in position when you need to. So this is just a really simple set of things, but hopefully it will help you out a little bit. You can always email me, uh, yellowsun at earthlink.net, Y-E-L-O-S-O-N, and um, please stay safe.